Hello there, my friends, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. We talk all about the stories you are writing, the stories you live by, the podcasts you're producing the speeches you are conjuring, the stages you are standing on, all of that good stuff here. I really hope you dive into the next chapter of your life with lots of intention. And I also help you craft whatever that latest story is that you want to share with the world and to do it in whatever medium makes most sense to you. I have some really fun offers coming down the pike, so I'll be telling you about that. First of all, I would love to tell you that today we're going to really focus on the secret to connecting all those dots, because if you are writing for business or even if you're writing for your own personal success, you're probably aware that more and more often you run into all of these dots that need to be connected. And you're not sure if it's your job, if it's someone else's job, but what you're aware of is that it often leads to a lot of overwhelm. So I'm going to help you get into the groove of creating excellent, niched, high-value content And we're going to figure out what to do with all of those dots, okay? Because we want the overwhelm to go away. Like I said, I'm Coach Debbie. I am here in Seattle, Washington. I help you write your books, your blogs, your brands. I tend to work with first, second, and third time authors. And I also help people that are creating TED Talk speeches and podcasts, and like I said, completely redoing their their identity brand, their website. I don't do the technical side of the website, but I sure help you with the words and the story. I'm all about story here. And I bet you are too, to some extent. You know how story has influenced your life, whether It's been around the campfire or at the dinner table or when you went on that first date or wherever you were with your kids, with your grandfolks. Story is very, very important. There was a time when all we had was the oral storytelling. And over time, of course, we have figured out many different ways, many, many, many different ways to pass along our stories. One thing I love is that we always get the chance to upgrade the story that we are living. So, for example, you might say, well, there's this great song that uh, the Talking Heads did about you know, my beautiful life. uh, This isn't my beautiful life. This isn't my beautiful job, my beautiful wife. And it's all about this idea of letting days go by and you don't necessarily get what you want 
well, I don't want that for you. I don't want days to just tick on by. I want you to get what you want out of life. But it really requires taking a very conscientious look at where am I with life? Where am I with job, with husband, with wife, with kids, with house, with vacation plans, with my income, with my creative expression? Where am I? And where do you desire going? And how are you going to connect all of those dots so that what you desire most will happen for you? Out here, and specifically, we're going to get into those connections and those realizations today. I want to tell you first that I just am finishing up a 40-day boot camp with some really amazing folks. Most of them had a very clear idea of something that they could see was missing in their life, but they didn't really know how to either bring it in or to get started on it or to make the commitment toward it. And for me, I just know that when I have a daily journaling practice, the things that I really care about happen. When I have a coach, the things that I really care about happen. When I have a cluttered free life, the things that I really care about happen. And so one of my goals was to bring all of that in whatever way I could to the 40-day boot campers. They all got a writing prompt every single day. And they got to choose if that was going to be part of their morning or lunch hour or their evening. And people made leaps and bounds. One thing that was really fun were some of the extras that we added on. So, for example, one couple, Marsha and Dawn and I, got together and we did an evening of vision board. And I am not kidding. I'll tell you, my vision board is all coming true. And one of the other vision boards, several things, if you want to think of them as boxes getting ticked off, several things are happening. The key word in this visioning is opportunity. When you cut out images and you put them on one board in front of you, and you pass in front of it on the daily, those things get locked in to your mind as a vision. And it is as though the energy of the world starts moving that stuff toward you. One thing I had all over my vision board was a retreat. Honestly, I was thinking about throwing a retreat And I was thinking about November, and I took a couple steps towards it. But the retreat that I've really moved towards is working with my mentor, Alan H. Cohen, at his retreat center in Hawaii. Turns out that's happening, and it's happening sooner than I thought. I'll be co-teaching with him in September on the big island of Hawaii, And it's going to be an opportunity to 
refine my skills that I learned 11 years ago with him to coach some of his grads and to also start working with people that have a book in them. So that was something on my vision board in a different aspect, but this big piece of it is already starting to come true. That's one, just one of the ways that in a 40-day boot camp, you might start to realize your dreams. Another one of the boot campers and I went to lunch and we just sat down with a big old pad of paper and we talked about all the things she was envisioning for her next year, things that she wants in her next year. That was only something like four or five weeks ago. And some of those things were big. One of those things was a trip to Europe where she would start to practice her German language that she has been studying now for a couple of months. Well, she's got the ticket and she's going. So these things start to happen. They start to manifest because we envision them. And it is in our vision that we make connection and they start to come closer to us. Feels like magic, but I wouldn't shake a stick at that. I would just say, thank you. Thank you, universe. I accept. Moving forward, uh, the 40-day boot campers received a nice, generous discount if they decided to go to the 90-day program. That is starting July 15th. If you're listening to this show live, that is eight days away. But you can join me. Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live where I go into all the details about that and how you can make the most of that program if you do choose to join. So to see that Facebook Live, head on over to Facebook and in the groups, search for my public group. It's called Story You by Coach Debbie. And you is just capital U, Story You by Coach Debbie. And you will find that. Or maybe it even is with Coach Debbie, one or the other. But it's a white background with a purple book. You'll see it. And I think all you do is say, I want to join, and you're in. And then the Facebook Live will be, let's see, so that's Friday. It's 10 a.m. Pacific time. But since it's on Facebook, you can watch it wherever you are. So 10 a.m. Pacific converts to 1 o'clock Eastern. I believe that's 6 p.m. London time. Uh, Scandinavia, I think that's 7 p.m. And on and on and on. I would love for you to join in on that. The 90-day program is called Permission to Soar. Permission to Soar. Don helped me with this. The acronym stands for Surrender to Opportunities to Achieve Radical Results. Yeah. Surrender to Opportunities to Achieve Radical Results. And so we're going to focus on the next chapter of your life or your book or your blog or your podcast or your TED Talk, whatever. 
whatever you want to focus on. We're going to really, really, really get in the groove energetically because that is the precursor to making everything you are envisioning happen in the best way possible. It's an energy game. Uh, What was the word I came up with today? I was kind of tickled with myself. I put woo instead of, oh, I can't remember, but I was so, I was so pleased with myself that I came up with this new word. If I remember it, I'll share it with you. So now let's think about this. Let's think about the idea that if you are writing for business or for personal and successful reasons of your own, there's probably this need to connect dots along the way. In fact, I don't know how you would ever escape it. There's, if, you, if you're working on a book, your mind can't help but start to think about publishing if you've written 100 pages or five words. It just can't help but start thinking about it. Those dots from where you are now to where you want to get to start to show up in your mind's eye. When you're working on copy at your uh, place of business and they start to say where these places, copy is going to show up and and some of the bullets that they want in this, and et cetera, et cetera, your mind can't help but think of all the stuff that's got to happen, all those dots that you've got to be able to connect. What I find is that we tend to get way ahead of ourselves, and that causes stress loads of stress. And when you're stressed, you don't write. You don't feel like writing. You don't feel like creating. It all goes away. The same is true when you're bored out of your mind. These two extremes, I think, live on the same continuum. On the one side, you have incredible amount of stress. On the opposite side, You're just as bored as a sloth and you can't move. But somewhere in the middle is where the winning game happens. So how do we stay in the winning game? Well, for one, we have to really be thinking about which of those dots are important right now. And usually it takes someone to help you out with this. For example, I was, I was speaking with, I mentioned Don earlier, and he was talking about this great idea <laughs> called hindrances. <laughs> hindrances. And he sent me a YouTube video of a young monk that was giving a, a short training on the common hindrances that come up for people. Now, this was not geared towards writers, but, you know, I could still relate to a lot of them, and I'm sure you could too. Got me thinking about what are the hindrances for writers. Now, I've, I've helped 
over quite a few, over 12,000 writers with their goals. Haven't quite hit 13,000 yet. And I want to tell you some of the top hindrances we writers run into. Number one is time and money. Now, the reason I put the two together is because the longer I live, the less I'm able to separate that time and money uh, are separate in terms of getting writing done. Right away, when people want to complete a piece of writing, they think, I don't have the time. And they think they don't have the time because taking the time takes away from the time they need to have money, to make money. So often for people, the idea of taking time to work on a book or a speech or up-leveling their brand means taking time away from earning income. So that's big. That's a big hindrance right there. Another one is this idea of, Will my family and my bestie and my lover support me if I decide to write a book? Or will they ambush me or compete with me, throw me under the bus, threaten me if I say that I'm writing a memoir? Or just say the word memoir at the family dinner table. See how many friends you can keep. Often people are immediately thinking that your whole book is about them. It's just the funniest little ego trip. If you say, oh, I'm writing a book, everyone's eyes get really big. And they think, well, what are you going to say about me? They're thinking that page after page after page is about them. That's just a guilty little complex. But if they carry on with that guilty little complex, they're quickly or eventually going to try to talk you out of writing that thing. Mm -hmm. So be careful who you share your dreams with. Another big hindrance is this idea that you are already spread too thin in life. There's no way you can fit in time to do more writing. No way. And there's also this idea that You might not have the ability or you might get invested and find out far in that you don't have the ability and that you have wasted time. You hear how time is a big hindrance? So when you're starting out with something, whether it's business or personal, and you want want to get to a finish line, It is natural to envision all these dots that you need to to, uh, connect. But what I think is also very natural is to hear the voice of hindrance saying, don't even start. Don't even start. You don't know how to connect the dots. You don't know how all this is going to pan out. It's going to be too stressful too full of anxiety, too this, too that, not enough this, too much, not enough, too much, not enough. And you're out of the game before you even started. 
So this is one of the whole reasons that I offer 40-day boot camps and 90-day programs because it doesn't need to be so. It doesn't need to be that you are out there all by yourself trying to connect dots, trying to make hindrances go away. There's a lot, a lot of ways that we can very quickly redirect your path so that you're like Marsha and Don and I, you're looking at a vision board and you're starting to see things happening in your life. So why don't you hang out with me a little longer? I'm going to tell you how to work with these, but first we got to take a break here. So stay tuned. We'll come right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, I am Coach Debbie, and I'm helping you understand today that anytime you set out to write your book or your blog or your brand, it is going to be natural to run into hindrances, especially when you're trying to think about connecting all those dots. Now, sometimes one of the the dots that you find right away is in your home. You look around your home and you think to yourself, I'm not sure if I'm even set up at home to get started on a big project. Right away, I can help you out with that because I offer retreats. And retreats are a great place to go to not only get a little bit of relaxation, but it's also a great place to join me, a writing coach, 
And my small community of people that come on the retreat, because we are diving into how we really nurture ourselves and get into great ideas that when we're at home and in the cluttered space and feeling pressure and feeling stress, those ideas don't necessarily come to us with such ease. Right now, my website is under beautiful construction. Alexis and I are in the background making wonderful upgrades to it, but shortly I will have announcements about the next retreat. You can still write to me from the website. So you just go to coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Click on connect and send me a note. And I usually answer those within 24 to 48 hours. Ask me anything you like. So let's think about this. You're wanting to connect the dots. As I was sharing with you in the first segment of the show, hindrances are often very practical. They're about the time. They're about the money. They're about your family, your family values. They're about the stressors or even your ability as a writer. They're very practical things you're thinking about. Where am I going to find my publisher? Who's going to be my editor? What kind of timeline? How much money? All that practical stuff. Even how will I control my stress? But what I find really is that the biggest hindrances for people are what's underneath the practical. You know, we can always reach for a practical reason, excuse, problem, whatever. But what's underneath it is the desire to be emotionally supported. Any kind of writing I've done that I thought mattered, whether it was for my own personal endeavor or it was for business, career, anything that I felt mattered. I instantly wanted support. Why? Because there's this emotional anxiety that goes with putting your heartfelt thoughts out there in the world. There's something scary about the idea that even if you make 10 friends, you'll lose one. Even if you make 100 people to add you to their list, there will be someone that unsubscribes. There might be a lot of people that do. There might even be that emotional dis-ease, that imbalance where you're feeling like you're not sure how to follow through and you need someone to hold you accountable. Don't, Don't be fooled that doctors and therapists and coaches always know how to follow through. When you're working on something that has an emotional attachment, it is very easy to lose sight of exactly how to follow through for the benefit of yourself. You don't have the distance. You don't have the same perspective 
that you do when someone comes to you and asks for advice or they come to you and ask for a remedy. So there might be, especially if your profession is in the service of helping others, there might be that idea that you're supposed to know. You're supposed to know exactly how to stick to a timeline, exactly how to support yourself emotionally. But since you are creating something that emotionally challenges you, you might need more than just your own rah-rah schedule on your own time. You might need someone to help. I'll tell you this. I am always working with at least one coach, whether it's a business coach or a spirituality coach or perhaps it's a health coach. I am always working with at least one and, and sometimes several at a time. And, and that's because I deeply believe that my life is best when it is supported. I, I can go with my own great ideas and advice to some degree, but I also am the one that lives inside of this body. And I'm also the one that conjures all the anxiety for me. You know this story because you probably have done it for yourself. So the inclination to reach out for help should be strong for any of us when we are coming face to face with hindrances. They really start on an emotional level. We might not recognize them. We might not recognize that we're actually dealing with anxiety. We might not recognize we're dealing with stress. You'd think we do, but we don't always. What our mind does, this is the subconscious mind doing great, great work. What our mind does is it, it sees the anxiety and says, oh, don't you worry about a thing. You don't have to take one step forward. You don't have time to write. It feeds you the lines. The subconscious mind will always feed you a script to keep you safe, to keep you right where you're at. Your subconscious mind does not connect dots. It keeps you where you are. So if you're stuck, it keeps you there. If you're tired, it keeps you resting. If you're anxious, it does something to keep you from moving out and into the world and causing more anxiety for yourself. The subconscious mind is a very young part of us. I have been studying again how the subconscious mind works in deep detail because it is my belief that if you want to have the secret to connecting the dots, whether you're working on writing or anything in the next chapter of your life, it is my belief that you are going to have to do a certain level of reprogramming with your subconscious mind. Because remember, the subconscious mind wants you to feel 
safe where you're at. And if you're used to feeling a little stressed out, that's your safe zone. It seems weird, but it's not. There's That's how the mind works. And I, I can tell you as somebody that used to maintain a 60 to 70 hour work week when I was a, an associate professor at the college, because that was normal to me, as much as I didn't like it, my mind kept me in habits so that that 60 to 70 hour work week happened every week. Why? Because my subconscious mind also ran these programs that said, those are the number of hours you need to work to keep the pay going, to keep being noticed by the dean, to keep getting those great reviews from the students. This is what you have to do. You can't deviate. You can't get a sabbatical and go write your book. You can't do those new things. All we know is your set point. And long ago, you set it at 60 to 70 hours a week, and we will make sure you stay there. That's how the subconscious mind works. It doesn't connect the new dots. When you're out there and you see a sabbatical on the horizon, and you're thinking about being the next person that writes out that inquiry, your subconscious mind goes, oh, hang on. That would be a big change. We don't do big changes. And it creates a hindrance, big hindrance. The worst thing is it makes you believe that the hindrance is true. And that's part of the reason that I have this 90-day program is we work with what is true. Because when something feels true, it's good that we start there. Underneath what feels true is an emotion, and that emotion has high needs that usually are not being met. If we can address that anxiety, then the idea of I'm never going to be an author changes to I'm not an author today, but I can start doing things that authors do. When you practice something like this for 30 days, you start to feel a shift. 60 days, you're starting to believe it. 90 days, and you got a habit. And this is why my program is 90 days. And there are plenty of things I have done for 90 days. And let me tell you, it changed me. And I haven't changed back. And I like it this way. Hey, let's take this question. We've got a question from Monica who says, great topic today. I'm always looking ahead at those dots you mentioned. For me right now, it is that I need an editor. Okay, I think I need an editor. Maybe you can help me with this. I'm halfway through my book and I don't want to lose pace with my production schedule. I want my book out and on the shelves in one year's time. So is this the right time to be shopping for an editor? You mentioned anxiety, and I think that is the emotion I've been feeling lately. Mm. 
Good job, Monica. Good catch. Very good catch. So you're writing. And in a year's time, you want this on the bookshelf. Well, you can think about an editor as much as you want. But what I want to tell you is that thinking about it is just thinking. So ask yourself, how is that thinking working for you? Based on what you just shared here, it's causing you anxiety. So my sense is that you are the sort of person that likes to plan. And if I'm right about that, you're probably the sort of person that before you need to be locked into a plan, you do it to reduce your anxiety. Now, I could be wrong, but I could be right. In in my coaching, what I would be doing is asking you several questions to clarify this. If you are someone that thinks way ahead about things, it's usually because you believe that thinking and that plan in place will reduce your anxiety. To some degree, it will. But if you really want to be a master of your emotions, what we need to do is start looking at the whys. Why is it important to be so ahead of schedule? Where might you have in your past learned that being ahead of schedule is good? Is it Is it even possible that in your past you learned the hard way that being behind schedule had a certain uh, punishment attracted to it, attached to it? Um, There's all kinds of questions we can explore. But Monica, I think what's really important is to notice that our habits are usually based in how our emotions are telling us to behave. Anxiety says behave this way. Sadness says behave that way. Anger says behave this other way. If we can identify what emotions are coming up and the behaviors we seem to think we need to do, like let's go connect that dot and get us an editor tomorrow, Um, what we find is that there's a much easier way and a much more masterful way to start connecting dots. And we just didn't know it. We didn't know it because our subconscious mind was doing such a good job at either keeping us safe and saying, you know, you you are only going to be okay as long as you do things the way you've always done things, or it's going to take you to an even safer place and say, you're only going to be okay if you give up this thing that has started to create anxiety for you. No need for you to connect those dots. Those dots are for other people. What I find with so many of the people that I coach is they don't even know the power that their mind has over them. They thought it was their job to start connecting dots way before they needed to. But what we tend to uncover 
is that it's just a way to decrease stress, anger, anxiety, worry, doubts, fears. And while I want to help you reduce all those things, I don't think that they need to be in the hustle to get an editor, to get an agent, to get this, get this, get this. I think there's a a far more masterful way to have control of your emotions. So when you find yourself writing or doing just about anything at all, you can count on yourself to make a quick decision because it's not your emotions that are churning out some hindrance, like I don't have enough time, I don't have enough energy. And you're able to go, hmm, gee, that sounds really interesting. Sounds really stressful too. So I want to I wanna give it some thought, but right away, you know what questions to ask and how to seek more information so you can make a really good decision and not be hindered. So, Monica, I hope that helps you. Looks like I'm a little late here for my second break. I'm going to go ahead and take that second break. It looks like I got another question coming in. We are going to be right back. Stay tuned. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and we are talking today about the secret to connecting those dots. One of the secrets is really looking at the practical and the emotional things that keep you from working on the writing that's right in front of you. But I've got a few more things here I want to share with you. And we're, we're running a little low on time all of a sudden here. So um, if, this, if this topic is speaking to you at all, I really hope you will join me tomorrow for the Facebook Live. It's at 10 a.m. Pacific time, but you can always catch the replay. Um, a, a Facebook Live is just, it happens in live time. But then when you go to Facebook, it's it's available there for you. It doesn't go away. So this Facebook Live is taking place in my public group. It's called Story You with Coach Debbie. I think it's called that. And it's got a white background with a purple book. And you will just click join and you're in. And it'll happen 10 o'clock tomorrow. All this conversation about 90 days of changing habits, whether they're 
practical or emotional things that you're trying to break out of and really write, really design and create the next chapter of your life. So some of the things that get in the way of really connecting the dots are the practical hindrances, but like I said, underneath it all is something emotional. There's also this, there's also the fear of asking for help. A lot of people don't like to do that, but I'm just going to tell you right away that if you get high quality help, you will get someone that can see your goals and your desires, someone who can identify the challenges that are in front of you and help you articulate them as well. When you reach out for help, whether it's a coach, whether it's a doctor, a natural path, whether it's a therapist, they're, they're going to be willing to help you move through that thing that just feels like it's in the way. And to you, it might be, how can I move through this? It's a, it's an incredible mountain. But to them, they have a different perspective. Anyone that comes to me for coaching, when they say, here's, here's the thing, Debbie, here's the thing that's so big, it's so big, it's so huge. Well, it's not. I mean, it, it looks like it in their life. It feels like it in their life because they might be trying to walk around every single day with this thing on their shoulders and it's too heavy for them. But if they just allowed that thing that they say is in the way to fall to the ground, they'd find it's a whole lot smaller than them. It's not the size of a mountain and we can work on it now that they're not going to haul it everywhere they go. We can work on the solution together. Most people, if they are willing, if they are willing to work with another to get support, to follow the path of solution, they will get there in a short period of time. Lately, I've had the privilege of working with a few people that have been widowed. And I was a little surprised when they came to me and they told me the magnitude of the story that they were dealing with and the huge changes they wanted to manifest. I was surprised that they could even articulate their desires because so often when we are dealing with being for, for many of us, it, we feel it as the one left behind. Um, it's almost impossible to continue dreaming. These two people had big dreams, and both of them had wanted to carry them out with their departed spouse. But since their departed spouse were no longer here, spouses were no longer here, there was this huge question of, will I ever, ever be able to do my dreams? What surprised me was that in one case, uh, and, and she had a lot of dreams that she had wanted to do with her spouse. Um, 
I'm going to say it was 10 to 12 months where not only were they happening for her, and, and we're including here, you know, European travel to several countries, relinquishing a house that was deeply cluttered, deeply, deeply needed help and other things. There were things she and her spouse were going to do. Um, they've happened. In another situation, the person was really desiring, again, there was travel involved. There was an adoption involved. There, there were things involved that mattered deeply and they're happening and they're happening in far less than a year's time. So when a person is willing, willing to get help, willing to walk through change, willing to let the overwhelm be something that's in front of them, but not something that's on top of them, you can start to see with the help of another and with guidance and with direction that it can happen really fast. And I can say that many things that I really wanted and I became very willing to do with the help of others happened quickly. Let's talk about the idea that, well, actually, let's see. I was looking over here during the break. Oh, we do have another question. Okay, let's go to the question. Uh, this comes in from Sean. Uh, welcome to Story You, Sean. I don't think we've met before. Sean says, I hope it's okay I reach out to you today because what you are saying is taking me back to a time when I wrote to a girl I really loved. Actually, we hadn't been on an official date yet, but I wrote to her. Wow, Sean. I wrote to her and she rejected me right away. She lived down the street from me and she was someone I had seen many times. I left the note on her porch, but she rejected me completely. I had always thought of myself as someone fairly poetic. Ever since then, I guess three years ago now, I haven't really been interested in writing. But before then, I would write poetry on a regular basis. Wow. I also, at one time, used to work as a travel agent where I toured many countries and I would create the tour agendas. I created these and wrote these myself. Wow. Sean, it is a pleasure to meet you. Um, I see that what you have sent to me is quite long. And so what I tell, I, I'm just going to tell you, um, welcome to the show. And I'm, I'm going to write back to you. I want to, I want to address just a couple of things you've said here. This was really gutsy of you to write in and to say that because you were writing, your heart got hurt. And what I want to say to you, Sean, is that you, you took a big risk that 
your heart wanted you to take. It wanted you to write that letter and put it on the porch. And what you might not notice right now is that while it hurt you, it, it's also just really an incredible opportunity to start to see that your writing and your bravery didn't hurt you. Someone else's, someone else's reaction hurt you. What I want you to start doing is to cut the cord between that event and your ability to write, your desire to express yourself, your natural instinct to follow a brave move and put a letter on someone's porch. I want you to realize that your talents had nothing to do with the other person's reaction. That person's life had 100% to do with the reaction. So in your mind, what's really important today is that you let yourself see that the poet you have been is the poet you still are. And the, the travel tour guide that you were, that was a very, very good experience, it sounds like, in your life. And the, the person who received your letter and did not reciprocate has nothing to do with your experience as a tour guide and your ability to write for business. It sounds like you can write poetry, you can write for business. It sounds like writing is something that you for a long time enjoyed. So I don't want you to allow this other person that it seemed had great meaning. I don't want you to allow them to be all powerful and take away something like writing that has real meaning to you. Sean, let's keep this conversation going on the email. I'm, or where did you, oh, you sent it on, on Facebook Messenger. That's fine too. Let's keep this conversation going. What I want to say about connecting dots as we finish up the show here is that it, it can be very, very hard when we see dots that we know we're supposed to connect at some point, it can be very, very hard to know when is the point to connect them? How do I do this? What I want to say is get together with someone that has walked this road already. If it's writing, I've done a lot of writing. I'd be happy to talk to anyone listening. If it's something more uh, therapeutic, get in touch with a therapist, reach out for that help because there is always a path that will connect the dots. There is always one. I hope you'll join me next Thursday. We always come to you live at four o'clock Pacific time. Until then, my friends, namaste. Namaste. 